G'day everyone, welcome back to the Sci-Fi Culture Cast, your number one spot for breaking news, hip-hop news, anything around the world in Australia and New Zealand. My name is Benji B, I'm from Circle Crew, and I'm here with my boys. What's up, what's up, ladies and gentlemen, b-boys, b-girls all around the world. My name is Tidal, I represent Breaking Borders. And my name is Kid Tech, I represent Floatality and Zealous Crew. Kid Tech today is an amazing guest that we... Uh, really excited to have a chat with right now he's number one b-boy in australia so he's got a lot to say and a lot to you know just gift us in terms of knowledge about what it's like being at the top but we will get into that later so i think right now we've got a very nice segment that we would love to present to you guys our next segment is called daily drops where we provide you a weekly mixtape or song that we vibe to whether we practice to or we're just chilling out with our crew, with our fam. Um, the first one today I found, it's called yeah. Breaks and Blue Labels by DJ R2IS DJ2. Awesome. We will have the link to that down below, to the left, to the right, wherever you'll find this video, you'll find the link. Uh, so you can just go and have a look, have a listen, break to it, chill to it, whatever you feel like, I guess. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, let's I go hear for it. it. It's kind of chill, you know? Yeah. Slow lead up. Yeah, got those bongos going. Yeah. You get to build on it, you know? Yeah. I could see you dancing to this. I, I was going to say, I like. I fucking like it's this song. Yeah, yeah. G song, mm. man. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, lots of little like little sounds to play with. Yeah, the scatting, mm. the scatting. Yeah, you can hit that yeah. scatting. Mm. At that point, it's a vibe. Yeah, it's a good yeah. song. Yeah, you could cruise yeah. to this. Yeah, you could put it in the car. It'd be nice. Okay, cool. That's yeah. enough. Shout out oh. to DJ R two. Three, two, three, two, one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll link Sorry. it. We'll link yeah. it. Yeah. Shout out to yeah. that DJ there. Good track. Yeah, good yeah. track. Yeah. So make sure you come back every week. We're going to have a different track, like Ty said earlier. Different track or a different mixtape. Sometimes it might be a long mixtape. You can just whack on and, and go for it. But uh, there's that one. So enjoy. All right. Next segment for today is called Clean or Crash, where we pick a couple of highlight clips and we look at really special moments around the world of really clean moves or was it kind of ugly was it kind of terrible do you know what i mean yeah everyone's got their own opinion so when we have a look at these videos we'll ask gerard his opinion we'll talk about ours and you guys at home yes sir let's do you it. know you can do it do it on your own over there as well i reckon <coughs> the first one this one is controversial so this is um Phil Wizard, Red Bull BC1 All-Star, mm. all the way from... Um, all the way from Canada. Yeah, all mm. the way from Canada. Sorry, Canadian. I fucked it up. Um, I will play the clip. Yeah, I'll show it to you guys, and you can decide whether you think it's like, is it tight, or is it like, mm, I don't know, you know? Mm. Clean or crash, clean or yeah. crash. All right, here's the moment. Ooh. 
so that's a classic classic case of the crash on beat right? we all know about the the crash on beat so yes fucking oath that was a crash 100 yeah, percent. it's yeah. funny you said that yeah because when i watched it i was like oh man that was cool that was cool and then ty was like was it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i think it's different because i like i think i know what move he's going for and mm, i'm pretty sure yeah. he usually sticks that freeze where like he jumps back and lands like kind of like the head elbow stand kind of thing yeah yeah so he didn't hit it but he just you know he crashed on beat made it look good i think that's probably the way like the way to crash if you're gonna mm, do yeah, it you know agreed. yeah agreed he like crashed gracefully and mm. like owned it yeah yeah that's what i'm always kind of interested in when it comes to battles you know if you do try a like a high difficulty move and you crash but it still kind of looks cool like do you lose points would you say as a judge you've judged before right like you've judged a couple times both of you have no, I, I, I've, I've never judged like an you open breaking comp yeah. wow no way. yeah actually i've only judged i think one or two like it's been like less than a handful right okay well then you've done all styles though right yes and i've done like kids breaking battles that's that works so if they kid, all kind of crash that's different bro let's chat about that let's chat about that the kid bias. but in terms of like i think um there's this cool thing about that clip right and that's what makes like an artist an artist in terms of breaking is can you crash gracefully like can you save the moment mm. or did you just like and it's like and you walk out do you know what yeah. i mean mm -hmm. yeah like because that's just hardening to see right when you see see a b-boy or b-girl especially you know whether you know them or not and they do crash and they kind of don't like fix themselves yeah. up after yeah. or they just kind of like walk off mm. it's like you could have kept going and no one would have cared yeah but yeah, yeah i think crashing is like almost a, like being able to crash like that is a sign that he's actually a really good breaker yeah because it's almost like in that moment you have no control yeah you lost like you, what you thought in your head is not what happened, but the fact that you can still come out of that and like kind of control yourself to still make it look fresh or turn it into a move, like that's adaptability. Mm. And that means that he knows his body really well. Yeah. So almost like, almost like it's itself. like really raw to see someone crash sometimes. And that's what's cool about breaking, right? Like breaking is so like in the moment and it's like special moments like that. And maybe on video, it doesn't look like super impressive. But if you were there in person, it's one of those like, what the fuck? Like, what happened? Like, how did he save that? Do you mm. know what I mean? It's funny because I feel like the best moments like that won't normally be captured on video either. Because that'll happen when you're training with your boys. Mm. Or, you know, true, true. You know, just sessioning. Ciphers even, because not everyone's really like focused too much on how super clean you are in a cipher as long as you're like got that raw energy mm. but you know on a battle where they're recording it it's kind of hard to miss right yeah all right let's move on uh so the next one is from one of my favorite jams that i've never been to that i really want to go to it's called who got the flower i knew you were gonna say that hey i just had a feeling it's a from feeling. um the the jam is in france and yeah. it's hosted every april um, shout out to those guys because it's such a sick jam and it's a vibe and I wish I, and I plan to be there. Yeah, plan facts, to be there. Facts. I've been talking about it like every day yeah. for like two weeks. It's just right? a well curated jam. Yeah. Like agreed. from the production to the breaking, it's yeah. just so mm. good. Um, and the B-boy, his name is Moore and he's oh. from Switzerland. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what his crew is, but the crew that he battled with is called Stranger Things. And there's this moment and it's a really like, it's a sick moment. Mm.
<laughs> Damn. Damn. Big stank yeah. face. Big stank face when yeah. you see it. Yeah. So sick. if you don't know, obviously we're going to put the clip in it, right? Yeah, yeah. Like he just did like a fucking like super technical like entry, had a grab, went into a tap mill, pulled out into an air chair and piked it hard, yeah, holding yeah, his yeah, hand the that. whole time. Like one, like kind of twisted it a little bit as well. Clean. The length like he stretched to hold that yeah. as well was crazy. Yeah. I, I was in... When I first saw that clip, I was already amazed when he did that entry. If we go back, we don't have to go back, but mm. when he hit that spin entry, mm. I was like, oh, Where he's drawing it across yeah. the floor. Yeah. yeah, and then he slides in, and then we were, it, it took us a while to figure out, like, how did he actually get to the air chair? It took me a while, and mm. then Ty was like, yo, it's actually a tap. And I was like, man, I wish I could tap. But tap dance? No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. No, it was yeah. a great clip. Great yeah, clip. That's sick. That that jam though, honestly, ever since you told me about um who got the flower, there's been heaps of clips. Really, really good um breaking coming out of that jam. It's so. just a vibe, man. Like like Gerard said, like how it's well curated, it's really well branded. There's a stage, there's a presence, there's a band, like everything about it is like so artistic and professional. You can't help but digest it in a really really good way yeah you know i agree more of those gems to come to australia and new zealand really soon is that a cue for decipher or common house to post a jam like that the common cipher Ooh. i just called it you heard it here first the common cipher. you heard it here first that sounds crazy though. yeah it actually sounds sick be ready no uh we'll see let's see how we go we've got a few more clips all right yeah, do you want to see one more? I reckon we, we go on? one more. Right. Let's right. do one more. Three is always a good number. Um. Okay, I'll give you a number. One, two, or three? Three. Three, okay. That was easy. So, same jam. Yeah, yeah. Same jam, but this is from the Judges Showcase, and it's B-Boy Punisher. Mm. He's from Flying Steps. He's actually like, people of you, some viewers may not know who he is. He's a legend within the breaking community. And I think he's been around for a really long time. I'm not sure. I think it's like 10 to 20 years. Mm -hmm. Do you know? Damn. No, I don't know how long he's been around. But I do know him being like, I like. I want to say like a power move kind of pioneer. Like yeah. Like you saying that. Mm -hmm. And so the move that he does is in 1990. He is the first judge to come out on the floor. The world record, supposedly, we looked this up, yeah, right? Yeah, we did. The Fact world check. record for this move is 27 full rotations on one hand. Mm. How long ago was this? I think they recently like broke the they record. Broke that? Yeah. yeah. Or maybe, so maybe it was 2000. This is Guinness. Maybe 2000. 2000s yeah. is huge yeah. though. Yeah, 2000s yeah, right? massive. Yeah. Maybe like, 2000. Yeah. So How much was 2000? 2000s like something like 50. Straight up. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah, it's 50. Yeah. And yeah. it's a kid. His yeah. name's B-Boy Malish. Yeah. We can pull that clip up yeah, another yeah, time. Yeah. 50 rounds on fucking two hands like a head spin sorry if i swear but like we can beep it out doesn't it's matter so fine. and like the kids like under 10 something ridiculous yeah. like that's the crazy shit about breaking it's like humanly impossible yeah. to believe that things like that are possible to give the viewers at home if you're not a break dancer b-boy or b-girl i've been trying to get 90s for about a year now and I still have like half a spin. So to see someone pull out 27 
is crazy. Any more than like if five. If you do to more be than honest. three, right? Like yeah. if you do more than yeah. three, you're considered really good at yeah. 90s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anything above like five, you're just like, oh, okay. Like you real serious yeah. about 90s. Like, He's it's been such, practicing. He does yeah, this yeah. every it's day. It's such a skill. <laughs> it's such a skill that you can't like just like, oh yeah, I'm just going to learn flares and I'll just put it back in the bank and I'm just going to leave. Like yeah. 90s is one of those no. ones like you have to like keep up. Otherwise you'll never. How many do you guys it? have? I think the most I hit is probably three, maybe four. Ooh, yeah, maybe so four sitting, maximum. sitting on a, not pro, but sitting on like <laughs> that's experience. That's not a consistent thing though. <laughs> I'm like a 1.5, you know, kind of. Okay. I'm going to be average. real. Like I'm a mm. one, 1. 1.5. Maybe I got two or two and two and a half. Maybe if I was really lucky, but I don't think so. Are those drills though? Or is that like a sh proper spin? It's all, for me, it's always drill. Always drill. Yeah. Always drill. I think I can only drill. What's a proper spin but? controlled a controlled one because you know a drill like semi-controlled but it, you're drilling mm. i'm kind of imagining these it. ones as mm. the controlled ones oh uh, yeah and then these are like the drills yeah, yeah. i 90 like that mm. but you you have some nice 90s though, i've seen thanks man yeah. i appreciate that but i wouldn't say i have control of them do you know what i mean oh, so mm. you're also just ripping it and hoping yeah. For the best. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. pretty much Little every baby time moment. yeah anyway, anyway let's go back <laughs> let's cut back to, to the clip okay here we go Yeah, 17 yeah, yeah man yeah. and he just gets up and he's like that was me ain't a ting yeah. ain't a ting yeah. I don't even think he did anything before that I think no, he just didn't even top rock I don't think he even needs to do anything after that yeah he like that's enough he doesn't he yeah. just walks up uh, took cold. off the spin thing and yeah. he's just like man. see you later yeah. uh, I would have hate to go after him after that that's one of those things where you just kind of like oh yeah yeah fresh Mad. That's insane. Though. Anyway, yeah. so that's our clean or crash for that today. That is our clean and crash. Some I actually really, moments. really enjoyed that. Yeah, you I know, did too. going through cool. what's going on around the world, um, hearing Gerard's opinions and just everyone's opinions. Honestly, we should do that more often, which yeah. will happen <laughs> every episode. <laughs> so we're gonna go on to our next segment here. Uh, this one is actually, you know, Ty and I have been really uh, excited to do this one. It's called Breaking the Code, uh, and it's every week or every episode i guess we're going to bring forward some terms that are used in the dance community mainly the breaking community uh just so you at home and anyone you know maybe you don't know what they mean maybe you don't know how the word is used properly and you hear people saying it and it's just kind of expand the knowledge so that our culture can grow yeah um, right we're trying to bridge the gap and so that everybody can start to understand breaking a lot more especially with the hype of it coming into the olympics and we're going to talk about that yeah so we'll go into our first word and that is crew so gerard i would like to ask you what do you think of when you hear the word crew mm. okay so firstly i will probably define crew as a collective of individuals who express their art form together mm. and they give themselves a name mm -hmm. for example nlb crew mm -hmm. circle crew circle. breaking borders flotality mm -hmm. i think once we kind of because people always dance together right yeah. that's a normal thing but then once you give them that label of like a name i think it becomes kind of official like it's a crew and then from that or maybe before that or even during the process of being in a crew you kind of develop like a crew identity yeah, yeah. where people 
act a certain way or act a similar way where people dance a certain way and like the crew is kind of defined by not only their name anymore but also their style and what they present as mm. like artists mm -hmm. that's really true i think it's quite important that um when you when you talk about crews like have a style to them you know if we're gonna go reference anyone for, if anyone in in sydney or australia knew trickatrons little mm. crew back in the for day they were known as you know they're just doing tricks yeah. blow up specialists. Uh, the yeah, blow up yeah, yeah. specialists they bring <clears throat> the hype they're crazy and they were like that in the cypher in the battles but they were also like that outside as well which yeah. made the name so fitting yeah yeah totally yeah uh i think it would be a, a cool part because we're all in crews mm. um flotality first of all where did that come from well flotality was started by uh one of our original crew, or like the original founder, yeah. um, is B Boy Zeus, Angelo. Zeus and Shout out to Zeus. Do you, do, you, do you know who he is? No, I never met Hectic. him. Probably before my time. Yeah, he, yeah, he's like a straight up, at least Western Sydney legend. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You say he's a Western Sydney legend. Just iconic Sydney guy. Center. Is there any yeah. footage of him? Like, yeah, I think so. We'll probably be able yeah. to do I think that he has like yeah, one battle cool online. If we could find some and like mm. put it yeah. in, just a little highlight, you know? <laughs> he wouldn't dude, hate that. Like, that's <laughs> all good. I don't give a fuck. Um, but yeah, so it was him and I, we were talking online <coughs> on yeah. Facebook. and we How long ago was this? This was about 11 or 12 years ago. Probably if uh, probably 12 years ago. Um, actually, let's just say 11. I think that might be closer. But we break together. We, would, we are like uh, breakers who would break a Paramount or PCYC. Mm. And we wanted to create a crew for new gen breakers like us. Mm. So we were just talking on Facebook and then we were like, oh, let's make a crew. And we're like, oh, holy shit. Yeah, that's a good idea. And then we were going back and forth between names. And the first name that we were initially going to have was Fresh Off The Beat. <laughs> that was going to be our f a fucking initial crew name. And the reason why is because like we were all like, uh, the image was like all Asian people in this crew, like fobs, you know. Yeah. But it was going to be like, you know, like, fre like F -O -B, Fresh Off The, the Boat. boat. Oh, no, Fresh yeah. Off The Beat because like we're so fresh. And then he just said like, bro, do you think it's a good idea to have off the beat in <laughs> your crew name. Yeah. Like, you're just kind of setting us up to like be yeah. musically shit, yeah. you know? Yeah, like, yeah. oh yeah, that's probably a good idea. I thought I had shirts designed already and everything. Like, really? Yeah, yeah. I was always like that. Like, I get yeah, too hyped. Gerard's that man. He's an action man. You tell him something, he's on, on so, the uh, Yeah, uh, so I've got the crew already, but we don't even have the, oh, I've got the shirt, but we don't have the crew. Like, I'm that kind of guy. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, then he, one day, I think I was at school and then he just hit me up and, I, and he was like, oh, I've got it, flotality. Mm. and i was like so you just pulled it out of, out of nowhere Bang. out of nowhere i think nice. it was like the day later and i was like bro yes one. like that is hectic yeah. and the idea like back then and this is something that we can maybe talk about but like mm. crew i like uh what how you define your crew or what your crew means to you changes over time yeah right definitely. so initially flotality was like just a play on fatality yeah i like, will mm. fucking kill you but then Mortal like Kombat. with our flow yeah. right yeah. so that's how it started <clears throat> and then now it's kind of like flow being like more like flow state and being like lost in the moment i've heard yeah. you guys talk yeah. about that a few right? times now mentality yeah. still being the fatality mm. but more like death in the moment like putting yeah. everything in that singular Ooh. time singular like s like with the flow yeah that single mm. moment and like just fucking leaving it all there i like that yeah. being lost in flow moment, state man. yeah that's sick i love that yeah. would the crew still be as intense if they were named fresh off the beat <laughs> <laughs> we probably would not be breaking anymore <laughs> uh breaking borders yeah how'd you come up how, how'd your crew come up with that i guess is a is a better question well i guess like if we touch on like what does crew mean like 
we also got to talk about like where breaking came from right mm. um and like breaking came from like the early 70s and 80s and like the disco early hip-hop era and um it was an escape from like drug culture gang culture you know bronx new york like everything that's going on mm. and so with that crew culture can sometimes be misassociated with gang culture because they can be like a collective of people that like hang out together they look like they're up to no good but at the end of the day like the reason why it's so special is because rather than choosing drugs and violence they choose to have an outlet that's so much more positive choose right to dance um and that's why like i i really think it's important to talk about because like people think like breaking is like you know, we we're on the block and we got the cardboard out on the streets, but yeah. man, we've evolved. Yeah, we have changed yeah. since then. We have then. nice like, vinyls now. <laughs> we clean. We have before we go studios. <laughs> we have world events. We, you know, like we're professionals. We're professionals. We're athletes. We're artists. Mm. Like, there's so many titles that people don't realize that like we're actually good at what we do because we spend so much time to train to develop to develop ourselves to give back to our community like there's so many other things and layers that people don't understand and that's a big reason why we started this right mm. um at the end of the day breaking is a culture not just an art form not just you know a dance which is so strong and it bleeds into the idea of a crew because your crew has a culture that's separate to breaking as a culture yeah so Sorry to digress, but cool. had to touch that. No, um, I think it has to be said. Speak your yeah, mind, yeah. man. And I think it's also important to note that a crew doesn't necessarily have to be comprised of just breakers. Mm. Yes. Right? Like yep. you can yep. have like a DJ in your crew. Yep. You can have a popper in your crew. And, you know, we've seen that in history as well. So it's not just breakers who do it together. It's more people who share like a like-minded mentality and approach to the art Definitely. form. Yeah, 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 I agree. I like that one. Because a lot of crews overseas have that too. You know, like hip-hop culture, you've got breaking, you've got MC, you've got graffiti, you've got... DJing and then what else have you got you got beatboxing some like some consider that and then also the knowledge of passing on you know there's so many layers and I mean in the growth of hip-hop as well you had so many other dance styles even though one of the pillars is breaking that you've also got your popping and locking which grew alongside it and I guess some people would even say like it's it's very much part of it as well yeah and it's like that umbrella right and it's people with a similar mindset uh, share similar values doing the same thing together and just like working together towards something yeah and supporting each other right um so to go back then yeah uh now that we have a a real understanding of what crew is i'd like to know where um breaking borders came from so breaking borders um we started in 2015 Mm -hmm. so what are we 23 so eight years quick maths no idea (laughs) 2015 and um similar in terms of like we all started practicing together a few of us started to really connect and you start to get to know each other you start to hang out more organically developed and we built this relationship and initially from the start there was about 10 of us and a big part of it we all practiced that crossover shout out Mm -hmm. to crossover um great space great space for the community for it's a really really long rest time in pe- rest in peace crossover all right Ooh, p i yeah. feel i feel that hurts for the, the b-boys for the b-boys yeah, yeah. for the breakers um, yeah, yeah. 
and be girls. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, breakers, breakers. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Taking it back. So we were all actually internationals. So we were all either here on a working holiday or some of us managed to have visas here for certain reasons. Because you had a lot of internationals in yeah, exactly. Waters, hey? So um, I think there was only like two or three uh, people that were actually like local from here and the rest of us we're from overseas. Mm. Um, and that's a cool thing about breaking too, is you can meet people from other countries and you can share something together. Yeah. So that's what happened with us. We started training together, started hanging out. And then three of our members went to New York for one of the silverback events. Mecca, and that was, that was Jono, Jeremy and Richard, the Belgian brothers and Jono's from here. Mm. And it was a silverback event. Ivan, urban action figure, was on the mic. And he was like, yo, 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 like we're breaking borders from across the waters. We got people from different places, different faces. Like, mm. and then they're like, yo, that's fresh. Like, that's so cool. I don't know if they asked for permission to take the name. <laughs> we have to have that conversation. Yeah. But like, it made sense because we were all from different places. We were all, yeah, like breaking borders, not in terms of just like different area codes. But we were really pushing really hard to push our limits and to develop ourselves. And having a name that sort of represents an identity and a style, like Gerard said, um, has a really, really big influence on how your crew mentality develops and the things that you value and you share together. Yeah, very important. Um, I guess I'll go into where Circle came from mm. as well. Oh, we didn't ask you, bro. <laughs> Maybe I went. <laughs> Next segment. Benji, can you tell us um, tell us about your crew? What does crew mean to you and, you know, who your crew is? Thanks for asking, Ty. I'd love to. <laughs> no. Okay. So Circle Circle as a crew, you know, the name is quite new. Uh, Dried would know. And Ty would mm. know. You know, we, we formally went by NLB. Uh, but we decided, you know, let's have a rebrand. Let's um, start something new. Let's see if we can uh, set our culture straight in the way that we wanted to. So we came up with circle. Um, it has it has a few meanings. You know, we sat and we, we spoke about it. This is a, you know, the whole crew. We, we sat and we spoke about this over, over a couple of weeks trying to figure out, you know, where do we want to go? What's our direction? And we just landed on circle with a three at the end for the E. Uh, and Circle just encompassed so much of breaking. Mm. Um, the cipher is in a circle. Your family, you know, is also considered sometimes a circle. You're close in a circle. But what was the other thing about Circle? I heard it was the level of a p car park. Yeah. So mm, I was getting there, but mm, just to skip to the end. <laughs> <laughs> nah, so circle three, as, as it'll be written out, the three is reference to the fact that we train at a car park on level three every Wednesday. If you want to know, if you want to join us, yeah. uh, we've had people come out. Yeah. And I think that's another thing is our culture is very much like, you know, we have this circle and we created this circle for us to just kind of be us. It's not, it's not too intense, not too crazy. And we just kind of want to have this space where we can be ourselves on the floor and we always invite people. We're always happy to have people come out. Um, and I'm sure every other crew as well, happy mm. to train with other yeah, other breakers sure. as well. But that's that's where Circle yeah. comes from. So we're just we're just playing on that. Rudy Hill yeah. Car Park P3. Yeah, that's come it. find us yeah. if you want to train with us or call us out. It's up to you. Studio Circle 3 on yeah. Level 3 Car Park. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's I. I didn't know why you had the three. To be honest. Yeah, yeah. it was just a little um mm. little hidden 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 Easter egg. Okay, and is that also why? Oh, maybe it's not. But like, I feel like a lot of the circle members use an orange circle emoji. That's exactly right. right. Yeah. Is that because the level is? It's yellow. Yellow. There's yeah. no yellow. Yeah, circle, I was gonna so say. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we got orange. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're yeah, just yeah. kind of like. Uh, yeah, so we're, yeah. budget yellow yeah, yeah. we're all just kind of like let's all do the same thing let's all be cute hold hands do the mm-hmm. same thing yeah so that's kind of yeah that's where circle came from um it's not as crazy as going across the world and seeing um and hearing that but it has its own kind of you know legend to it as well but you know like um that's the cool thing about about crews and the stories and the originations like everyone's got their own story their own variation you know mm. and like circle is very like it's a local crew like we're from this area like yeah you know, this is our spot this is where we come from and that's what makes it cool mm-hmm. about it yeah and we're, we're we're happy with that we're happy with the fact that it's very locally driven yeah i um, think it's awesome i think like it's so cool seeing like because i didn't know the history that deeply of your crews mm. and i think it's nice to see that like let's say with breaking borders like you guys kind of established yourselves or created yourselves while already having some breaking experience, you know, a few years under the belt, everyone was kind of like, not not seasoned, but like they were like getting there, right? Mm. <laughs> like, was that the phase that you guys were in when you made it? I would say we were up and coming. Like yeah. we were really, really hungry. Mm-hmm. We were probably between us, like average dancing between three to five years, right. some a little yeah. bit longer yeah. already. Yeah, that's sick. And then like with with Circle, it was like you guys were already an established crew, and then yeah. switched it up. Yeah, it was a bit more of yeah. a like a mature kind of decision yeah. to um mm. evolve i yeah. guess from Leave what we had mm. yeah so yeah, you had yeah. like the and then you've got your version yeah, of which like is like kids just being zero. wild and being like yeah that's what i can do this yeah. make a crew like we don't know anything about that's anything cool. we just yeah. did it so and that was yeah. that was it, it, you guys came on the scene like that for sure for sure yeah i think we just i think we like to carry that energy even now like just mm. like you know like children you know yeah. yeah in like the most most beautiful way i feel yeah. you know yeah i think being a kid is is like at the essence of flotality in a way. Yeah. I think it's a really big part of breaking, you know, like as a whole. it started as kids as like 12, 13 year olds that were just figuring themselves out. And, it know, doesn't leave you though, eh? Like no, even no. climbing into, Bro, going like, into I the thirties. Like, I reckon man. like breakers, obviously with the ones that don't get like super injured, but <laughs> breakers actually have such a youthfulness about them because the culture is so youthful yeah right like it's all about the youth culture it's about like youth fashion youth music it's always evolving and what's the next new thing that's and there's actually about. a ramp at the end not at the end of breaking but like when, once you start climbing in age and breaking then you have each one teach one which like sets you off in a new journey within hip-hop within breaking so it's always like cyclical right mm. um you'll get to an age where your body can't do what it can do but you can always pass your knowledge down to somebody else and i think it keeps you young you know? yeah, yeah definitely I it keeps you young. yeah i i all, like something i always say and i think i don't think it's just breakers i think it's dancers in general mm. but I, I truly think like dancing is the secret of life like that's yeah. what it's, like. it's like the youth elixir you know it's like that secret you know immortality potion in like all the fucking movies or cartoons that everyone's mm. looking for like in my opinion dance is that and you Fuck find yeah. that with your friends and you find that with your crew and i actually really like that which then leads us out of this segment uh that was that was word number one that was word number <laughs> one you know crew. what to be fair i think we'll leave it at one word because we yeah, we yeah, dive deep pre- uh, like pretty good. deep there yeah. uh, and i think that takes us good into our next segment of like getting into 
our guest, dun, right? Dun, the whole dun, reason why you're here. You've yeah. already introduced Sorry, I thought yourself. I was the host of this show, but yeah, <laughs> I'm the guest. Soz, but not Soz. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so you already introduced yourself, talked about the crew, talked about the culture. Now it's like we got to dig into you, your story. And I guess you've talked about how you kind of got into it with your crew. But maybe tell us more about how you started breaking and like, I guess your age and that yeah. kind of stuff. Because right now, you know, on PayPal, if someone was to see you in the scene, it's like Gerard, Flotality, Zealous. Mm -hmm. Right now, number one B-boy in Australia, one Red Bull, has been traveling the world. But yeah, like Ty said, we, we want to figure out, you know, or we want to get a glimpse as to like where you came from. Yeah. So, go for it, man. All right. So, I guess the first time I ever saw dance was on so you think you can dance so you think you can dance 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 dance, 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 dance. um it was b-boy louis and don yeah, yeah so like yes yeah, so i have brothers. to i have to credit the whole i like the whole reason why i know dance is because of those guys um i remember seeing that on tv and i was so i think like don did a 12 step or something like that <laughs> and i was like holy shit like how are you doing that with your legs i was a little Mad. kid and i remember running to my mom's room and like doing footwork on the bed like just pretending to do like you know so kick my legs around and then that was it though i never picked up dance and like my parents weren't really the kind of people to like put me in extracurricular things like sport or like you know like basketball was the one thing we did but that's kind of like default for being filipino yeah, um shout out filipino straight yeah. up um but yeah so that was how i saw it and then in high school in year seven on my orientation day there was people sea walking at school crip walking Ooh. yeah which was like a trendy dance that was going on at the time and then i was like damn i want to do that so i like, got into sea walking and i joined like uh like the seawalk crew. crew from wow. from like from my high school yeah and then they were like the best crew in sydney there wasn't too many what were like, they called uh hcr hcr yeah, yeah, yeah. what, what does that for? stand for so it was initially hc so hcw which was high class walkers and then they became hcr because their youtube channel got hacked and they lost all their videos Damn. so they re they rebirthed themselves and called themselves hcr which is high class reborn please invest into <laughs> cyber security guys <laughs> straight up and then i joined that and then it was cool i danced a little bit with them but then so the people who were in that they went they they chose certain paths in life that i didn't align with mm -hmm. and i didn't want to do the same thing that they were doing so i decided to stop affiliating myself with that dance mm -hmm. in general because right. it, meant, it meant that people mm. but i was like damn i still want to dance though like i'm really you know i'm passionate about it it feels good and then i remembered like oh, I, fucking, I love breaking like mm. i saw it on tv and i still watch it on tv especially back then i was watching um like quest crew victor kim you know super those crew they were all yeah, popping off they were all the popping time. off was it um america's best dance crew america's yeah. best dance crew yeah i was looking up to those guys a lot and then i was like you know what fuck it i'm just gonna learn breaking then mm. so then i remember on that i thought about that at school went home and then i just the i knew the word six step because someone said it before but yeah. i didn't know what it was but i knew it was a breaking move so went home youtube how to do a six step and then i just would practice it off youtube and then on the recommended, it's like how to do a three-step, how to do a two-step. And then how I just, old were you, can I ask? Mm, I think I was 12. Yeah, 12 years old. 12 or 13 or maybe like nearing 13, but still 12. Saw a 12-step <clears> on TV and then went to learn a 12-step. At, at 12. At 12. Holy. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Supreme mathematics. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was it. And then I just like, I got hooked onto it and I just like would go 
learn every single step that was on the recommended. And Did I you ever end up on like uh, Korean YouTube? Where Korean was, YouTube? Yeah, where it was like Hong Ten and stuff. They would like teach Bro, that tutorials. Bro, that was later in... Like, oh, that later was, on? So, the, the, well, so what I'm learning off right now is like fucking Ehow. Oh. You know what? Like... <laughs> Like that, like the, you know, those corny ass YouTube channels that yeah. teach everything, yeah. like how to use a rice cooker. And then on the same channel, it's like how to do a six step. That's not wow. hip hop. Yeah. This is hip hop. Yeah. If Shout out to B-Boy XL. That, that was a guy who was teaching those tutorials. Ooh. Some guy named B-Boy XL. Whereabouts was he from? He's from, uh, he's from the States. I don't know where from specifically, yeah. but yeah. And I learned off that and I was like, every day I would just like learn as many steps as I could until like I was like exhausted and then mm. the next day I go to school come back back on YouTube Man. and I was just like addicted to learning footwork sick so yeah. then that's that's all throughout high school for you right more or less and then what kind of mm. what kind of made you switch because obviously when you're in high school everyone kind of tries breaking especially in the Filipino community right like <laughs> everyone everyone goes through a phase but then yeah. you see everyone like 90% of people drop off real quick yeah uh, and then there's like two or three in the school mm. that will continue and then once it gets out of school uh i'm not sure how it was over in new zealand if that was the same thing um where you know you start with a whole bunch of people and it starts to fall off but uh when when was that moment that it switched for you like it as in switched to where you were like you know what this is this is because you had that one moment where mm. you're like mm. i'm gonna do this but now it was like a more i'm so really just serious. gonna keep yeah, doing like, it i think everyone has the wor those that stay in it have that moment. Like, yeah, I think yeah. The first Easy years, answer. Like, One word: flotality. Ooh. Yeah. So we made. I made like flotality. Flotality. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So so yeah, we made it in our first year of breaking. So super inexperienced. We don't know anything, but I think because Zeus and I we looked up to SKB so much. So it's part of part of it was also having role models that we wanted to aspire to be. Mm. So you know, it was like a thing where like. I'd be like, oh, I want to be like B-Boy Don. And he's like, oh, I want to be like B-Boy Luke. Like, it was like superheroes, like comic yeah, book yeah. kids. You got you all know? of SKB to look at yeah. from from Western Sydney. Mm -hmm. And then when you follow them out to jams, you're looking at Juice Crew, you're looking at all yeah. the other OGs in the area. Also, disclaimer, this is a Four Walls jersey. Mm. says Juice Crew. I am not a Juice Crew member. Ooh. Okay, I got to put that on the <laughs> Disclaimer. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just looks fresh. Exactly. <laughs> It was out to the community. Yeah. I want to support them, support yeah. the brand, support local, support small bizos. That's yeah, it. Man. Shout out Lady Red. Shout out Patty P. That's it. Four yeah, walls. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think, where was I at? So, yeah, we looked at them like superheroes, right? And then I guess like us looking up to them was like the beginning like kid phase, I guess. Mm. Like, oh, I want to be like this. And then when we decided to make the crew, that's when it's like, now nah, we're gonna like now we're actually gonna do it. Mm. Like we're Your gonna take the first step. Now, yeah, right? we're gonna take the first step and create a crew and then become like SKB. Yeah. So then after that, it was like we just had to think more about it, you know? Because I think when you're a kid, you just do it for fun. But then when you have a crew, you have you now have responsibility. Mm. And you now have to think about things like who to recruit, yeah. how to like train together, how to even talk to people and communicate. How to battle together. Yeah, how, how to, to battle together. together, right? Yeah. yeah, like a crew is like a workplace. It's literally an organization. So like, I think having the crew is what tapped my brain into being uh, focused in breaking mm. in a way that was more than just having fun. Because yeah. it's more than yourself, right? Like now you've got like, you've got a family to represent. Like you've got like 
more to put on the line. It's like, okay, like now we got to take it, like we got to show up and we got to like show what we can do yeah. and we do it for our crew. Like it's such a big thing. Exactly. Exactly. And with that said, like flotality was it. And I had my moments where I dropped off and I had my moments where I was inactive. Which is normal, right? Yeah. Like it, it's such a taxing uh, art form, mm -hmm. you know, mentally and physically. So, man, breaking in the Olympics, breaking is just as hard, if not harder than gymnastics. Yeah. Because mm. of that. And like, we will see it. Yeah, we'll exactly. For everyone who doesn't know, it's next harder. year, 2024, breaking is in the Olympics. Uh, and actually, I think that's a very good time to kind of like slide the conversation. Gerard is actually part of the Olympic team or part of the way to get us to the Olympics for Australia to get to the Olympics. Uh, the road is quite unclear, which is why we wanted Gerard to come on here to see what he could, you know, uh, share with us to clear that up because a lot of i i definitely don't know uh, i'm not sure how much you can share mm. but it would be great to um hear about it so could you just like condense that into us like just a s s nice clean question the question is being part of the first wave of australia going into the olympics and the australian breaking going into olympics what does that road look like man like i guess the process in terms of does that mean we're in the olympics how do we qualify? Like, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So, like, I don't want to speak too much about, like, the technicalities behind the selection process because, to be honest, like, I don't really know. Yeah, and I've been be wanting great. to know and I've been trying to find out. And I'm sure a lot of people who are, who have been following the Olympic journey still have a lot of, like, uh, confusion with what's going on. Mm. Especially because this is the first year yeah. that it's in the Olympics. Yeah. So, it's kind of figuring it out on the way, right? It's exactly. very, very new. Well, I guess, like, maybe just to to kind of show give light on the process behind it so i don't know what this final selection will be but we are already doing uh qualifiers where we we earn points from the wdsf ranking system right and then i think the accumulation of those points will you know whoever gets the highest points will be the most likely to go to the olympics mm. so what we do is we travel to different countries to compete in the wdsf sponsored events WDSF is World Dance Sport Federation. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, from these events, we get a score and then we have a, you know, accumulated ranking at the end of it. And, yeah. Do you know how long that period is from when you are entering these WDSF, like, uh, competitions? Like, how long is it? How long do you accumulate points for before you get the answer, roughly? Oh, we get, like, after every battle you get the points. Right. So like we can be at the jam and I can refresh my phone like later and, and I'll, I'll see the up, score. It'll add it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess that'll go all the, supposedly, obviously we know it's a bit gray that will take us all the way up to the Olympics and see who has the highest points. Pretty right. much. But it's not like every battle will give you a certain amount of points. It's your placing in the event mm. has a value. Mm. And then like, let's say if you come first, the value of that is like 200. Yeah, just not, maybe not, but, and then if you come, you know, fifth, or whatever if you yep. get eliminated in top eight maybe you have like 20 if you don't make it past prelim you make you get like 15 or something like that cool yeah are you representing are, are you representing individually or as a crew from the country like how does can you shed light on that do you know uh are you representing just you as gerard can i speak from, on it yeah sure um from what i know um the competition is based on a one-on-one -on -one format. Mm. Um, and 
maybe you could probably speak on this in terms of like qualifying because yeah they haven't really been super clear whether it's like a top 16 or a top 32 that is actually the olympic slots and yeah maybe you talk more on because you've got more experience of like what does that mean in terms of like let's say australia has five candidates if those five people each won one of the events would they all get a slot technically or what do you think so i think and i've and i'm judging this off of what i supposedly know about the korean uh, format where they go like first second third so they have like the olympic team and within the olympic team they compete in korean qualifiers and then uh depending on what your placing is in the korean qualifier you will have you like this if you place first you'll be the most likely like you will be the candidate to go Mm -hmm. yeah and then uh when it comes to going and why when i say going i mean going overseas to compete or going to the olympics to compete and in my experience from the wdsf comps they do a qualifier which then goes to like a top 64 but sometimes there's like hundreds of competitors so in that case it's like a top whatever's higher than 64 but like there's a bigger like mm. pool and yeah, then it just keeps going down and down, sort and down through all the different countries as well right like not every country goes to the olympics in any other sport yeah you've got to really like yeah kind yeah. of make the cut. so then if you think about it right like with these big events you've gone from like a prelim selection to like a small big pool yeah let's say a top 64 top or a top 100 something yeah then it'll cull in half to a 64 then to a 32 then to a 16, then to an 8, then to a 4, and then it's top 2. Yeah. Bro, it's a long day, man. It's, to be honest, like the most boring events ever, mm. in my opinion, and like I'm not a fan. But, and it's not only that, but it's also round robin. So I think from top 16, everyone battles everyone. Damn. So it go, and, and it's all on one day. No, no, two days. Okay. But some, uh, <laughs> I think some have been on one day, but it's generally two days. Yo, as if this shit is not harder than gymnastics. Yeah. yeah. It, like you need like 30 rounds, 30 original rounds. I don't That's see gymnasts spinning on so the So the average, the average yeah. B-boy, right? If they had 10 solid rounds, you're considered pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Right? You're considered pretty good anything more than that then you're starting to get into like an advanced level to have 30 rounds is ridiculous yeah yeah you're gonna need that many as well to make it through those two days and then the actual olympics itself so exactly so like i guess you know it's it's not the typical format that we see in usual competitions but if you want to like whoever wins truly deserves to win those yeah. comps because yeah, they totally. go through war to get there yeah. so it, it's not it's not like oh this it's guy should have won that guy should have won it's like they do three rounds and then if it's a tie they do another one and they yeah. just keep fucking going until, until someone wins so like the winner is always decided Damn. yeah it's tough it's so tough that's fr- yeah. brutal that's crazy and i think it's important to note as well that because it's so new in the olympics we're trying to, as, as a whole culture, like internationally, trying to find the right way to represent this art form, this sport, this uh, culture, and then try and get it into something as structured as the Olympics is really like... It's really challenging. It's really challenging. Yeah. It's really challenging. Because a lot of sports, I think, in the day were created f- specifically for 
events like the Olympics, whereas breaking was never intended for anything like that. No. Mm -hmm. But now that we've achieved that level of athleticism and competition, it's it's an important step. Yeah, uh, and that's another sort of that's another subject to talk on because there's obviously controversy around being an Olympic sport and how some people feel about it uh, within the community, right? Um, but I guess the closest thing we could compare it to would be skating um, because it's so broad. This It's not super clear. It's not like basketball where you got two hoops, shoot a goal, you win. You know, yeah. like it's so much more complex than that. There's so many different It's very layers. subjective. It's very subjective. And to have to put something that covers so many different aspects into like rules and guidelines can have negative effects on the community that we're in, right? I mean, put it this way, we put ourselves, like our souls and our creativity into this kind of art form and it's already hard enough to go to a battle and then get judged on it. Do you know what I mean? And have people critique it and then to have the whole world watch it as well. Like mm. it's, it's, like I said earlier, it's taxing on the body, but it's also taxing on the mind and the heart because we love this. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's also interesting to have that skateboarding comparison because on a professional level, yes, things like, you know, the Olympics or X Games are like these big comps or, you know, uh, uh, like a lot of money gets put into these events and it kind of separates the skateboarding community into like the people who do the big events. Yeah. And then yeah. within the skateboarding community, you also have the independent or the street skaters who go in the more independent route, creating yeah. brands, uh, you know, doing things on their own, self-sustaining. And I think in my prediction, breaking should or will take a, take a similar uh, standpoint yeah. in in how it pans out after the Olympics, where mm -hmm. you have the people who are more, you know, focused on the big competitions like the Olympics, WDSF, whatever. And then you have the people who keep, you know, the raw essence or who are doing it, you know, more for underground personal artistic yeah, reasons. like homegrown roots and, and development on that end, right? If anything, and I think we all kind of agree on it because we've kind of discussed it before, like being in the Olympics is such a great opportunity for the breaking community to be recognized by the public yeah. and to be taken uh, seriously, right? Because um, not to talk about exposure, but for people to understand that like what we do is really hard, to be able to make it look easy is really even harder, uh, as well as the other good things around it. It's just going to help the community grow, yeah, you know, definitely. and it's going to help us share what's so special and all the things that we love about breaking in hip hop culture to the rest of the world. Yeah. And what, what's important about this is we are going to get a lot of exposure. We are going to get a lot of attention, but it's also how we direct this attention. Cause I think with the Olympics coming about, you can assume that maybe some dancers will get endorsement deals, maybe big corporations like Red Bull or like, apple or whatever mm. like we'll yeah. give it give a lot just of money money is just <coughs> gonna start yeah. coming through so there's there's b-boys in europe that are sponsored by lacoste yeah yeah nike yeah adidas like 
And they they did a Louis Vuitton or a Gucci ad, yeah. you know, like yeah, that's the future that. that we're we're going yeah, in. Yeah, someone get me sponsored. Come on, Gucci, hey, let's go. It's let's happened go. before. Gucci, let's fucking. We all go. know yeah. G-Shock used to sponsor some people out here too. Oh, True. So yeah. it's not new, but no. with more big events and the Olympics, it means that a lifestyle can actually be created for dancers and yep, for yep. athletes, and people can. We already dedicate the amount of hours full time to do this, and yep. we don't get paid for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to and, and, and our bodies, like sacrificing our bodies. So I think that for me is the most exciting thing is that you'll start to see people now, you start to see new gents be able to live off of something that they love and being a creative, being a creative at heart. Mm-hmm. That's what you want to see. That's what you want to feel. Um, and, and to me, that's success. So just mm-hmm. be able to do what you love every day and live a normal life through that. Mm, and I think, I think that's what the Olympics is going to bring for us. Definitely. But I think like where my point was going to go with that is mm-hmm. that is what we kind of need in the scene at the moment yeah. is a little bit of like support. However, we can't like, let's say, what if that goes away? Yeah. Then what happens? Do we just die out? Yeah, so true. I think with this attention and with this exposure, we have to do our best to create things on our own, to be entrepreneurs, to be business people, yeah. to think the way that corporations do so that we can create something that even if like Apple or Red Bull goes away, we're set. Yeah. And skateboarding yeah. is a perfect example for that because it's almost like street skating, like the independent brands, like let's say Supreme, Palace, yeah, whatever. Those yeah, are yeah. cooler than the big yeah, competitions, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. But in yeah. breaking, it's not that. In breaking, it's like Red Bull is the shit yeah, and like everything yeah. else is like here. But yeah. like what if we just, like what if we put mm. our resources and our time into creating something that's cooler than the big corporations? Which I've seen yeah. start to happen, uh, especially here in Australia. I think we're finally getting our first wave of people... I think our generation really saying like, you know what, let's make our own things and Mm. let's make it as big as we can, as great as we can and make it the way that we want to make it. And I saw that uh, with Rap Dance over Mm -hmm. at uh, Common House, Common Common House Studios in Glendening, which, you know, cheeky little plug. Shout out Common House. Tell us about it, bro. Shout out Common House. Um... So Common House is a creative space that I run with my business partner, Eric. So it's just a... All shout in, out Eric. Shout out Eric. Hardest worker. Um, all in one creative space where we do photography, videography, music production, events. Mad. Um, <clears throat> so it's just, yeah, it's just a space where you can do whatever the F you want, right? Um, that's Common House. That's can common you tell us the story about Common House? Because it was a space before, right? Mm-hmm. And I guess like how that sort of happened. So before Common House, it was called Open Studio and it was ran by a guy named Ricky. And Eric was working in Common House. He had a uh, vintage store called 8th Street and he was operating from the upper level of Open Studio. And I knew Ricky from doing events. So he would constantly ask me to throw breaking comps as Mm. part of bigger events that he was doing. And we kind of just knew him separately. Eric and I went to the same school, but we mm. weren't really that close in high school. And then Ricky one day just sat us down, the two of us, we didn't know we were both going to be there. And he told us that he was planning to, you know, move over into a different phase in his life mm. and that he didn't want to just let the studio die. Man. So he was like, you two, I, like, I've worked with you guys. I've seen how you work. You both are like, you know, that you think in the way that I feel would, would grow the space. Would you be down to take it not for free not for free but like take the baton yeah take the baton and go with it so it was almost like passing down like lineage 
Fuck know it. what I mean? And I think that's awesome as well because coming from the West, Ricky put his heart and soul into open source. Yeah, Godfather of the West. And he, he did a lot. He did a lot mm. for the music scene, for the dance scene. Like he just wanted to. And that's that's the mindset I think that you were referring to, right? In, in not losing that spirit in creating things that grow our oh, own that's cultures. Hip-hop. Yeah, yeah. That's hip-hop. Australia, creating no, yeah. something from nothing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that's common. That's where Common House came from. Uh, can you give us a bit of a rundown of um, because it, it's it's since its birth, it's done a lot. You know, it's touched many different avenues. When so, did you rebrand the Common House? So as soon as we took the reins of Open Studio, we knew that we had to change it. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so I think maybe two months into to taking ownership, mm. we decided to go with Common House. Mm-hmm. We rebranded it. Um, was and that then, this year or last year? That was last year. And then we launched it this year. Yeah. So we had maybe like a three-month... Uh, pre-production period i guess mm. and then you set up a launch event and then just dropped it at that yeah. launch where'd the name come from common house which mm. is a lot of fucking brainstorming bro <laughs> yeah brainstorming. it wasn't one of those things that just like click you know how you sometimes yeah. you have a name like yeah. you know that just hits yeah. like we went through a lot of different things yeah. and um you know common house ended up sticking we had a few people who were like helping us out trying to decide a name and then once we got the logo and like we resonated a lot with the logo, shout out Migu Mind, yeah, shout out Miguel. Migu? Yeah, Bruh. he's like the, he's the guy, man. He's, he's the guy. The man. If yeah. you want to look at like just cool art, man, he's the mm. guy. I've said it before. He's a God, man. Yeah. Like the real. stuff that comes out of his brain is crazy. Yeah. But yeah. And then, yeah, once we, once we had that, it was kind of like, damn, we have like our own baby now. Like this yeah. is our thing. And then, yeah. And it's like, now we have a space. What are we going to do with it? let's throw events like let's do let's let's allow people to throw events let's give people the opportunity to do it do what they want to do and express themselves how they want to express themselves Mm. and that was it and that's why it's common house you know it's literally just for everyone hey being from the west that place is a home away from home so i think you guys are well on your way of achieving what you have originally set out to do and what you still want to set out to do which is want to ask what what is the future of common house is it just continue to do what it's doing is there bigger plans there yeah well we want to grow the business Mm. so we want to you know as much as we want to do this for the community we also want this to be sustainable for us financially Mm -hmm. you know so you know we have things maybe that a bit under wraps but some things that we want to do is like maybe open up another space yeah Mm -hmm. like you know kind of make this a franchise possibly Mm. um and I think that's why my partnership with Eric is really great because he's quite the business-minded guy in that yeah. sense. And I'm more of the business-minded guy in terms of connection and yep. getting people together and getting ideas rolling. Yep. Um, so we kind of put that together and we it's like a nice mix of like doing it for the right reasons, but also doing it, you know, the sustainable, the sustainable, sustainable yep. way. Yep. And yeah, I guess our future is just to grow the business as much as possible. That's awesome, man. Um, should we cover rap dance then? That's exactly yeah. what I yeah. kind of wanted to yeah. go to because rap dance was an older jam, which in Western Sydney we all kind of grew up going to. It was it was our stomping ground. It was where you know you've been training for a Is while. Is that Lowy? Yeah. Yes. Did you ever go to a rap dance? Oh, yeah, I'm not sure. Around. Maybe once. Mm. Maybe once, but I don't think I ever entered. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. It was mad. It was mm. mad. If I could give a bit of lowdown, it was you know. So there's a common theme, right? Dragon like Ball Z, the torch, anime. It Chloe, was cool. SKB, mm-hmm. Ricky, 
That's yeah. cool. It's big a big part of your story. Yeah, I never really looked at it like that. Neither did yeah. I until now. Yeah. But Rap Dance <laughs> was huge and it went for many iterations. And if you won, you won a Dragon Ball. If you could win them all, That's then cool. you could summon Shenron. No one won them all. Damn. Uh, but oh. someone who won a lot of them is Gerard. Two of them. But I thought, <laughs> I thought one of the rules was if you win, you can't enter another one. No, we made that, right? That was the ah, rule that we made. Yeah. yeah. For so the new one. It, yeah. it kind of grew. It kind of grew. <laughs> and then you threw the latest iteration of yeah. that, right? So how did you go from what Loi had created and, and what you yeah. now have? Ultimately, what it comes down to is as people who are passionate about the scene, we look at it from a third person perspective and we ask ourselves like, is it good? Mm. Are the things we like, are the things we dislike? Mm. And obviously there are always things that we dislike. And one of the things that I didn't like was the lack of involvement from younger generation, mm. right? Or even like the lack of younger generation yeah. <clears throat> and giving uh, and having opportunities for younger generations to gain confidence, to become the better breakers that they could be. Yeah. Um, and rap dance was kind of, uh, my way of tackling that issue creating a space for a newer generation creating a space for a new genera generation generation um, but not even necessarily the newer generation because I think realistically like if I was to say like oh, only people who are under 22 could enter like who the fuck's gonna enter that yeah, like who yeah, yeah. I can't even name like yeah. that many that and are I think that age age is <laughs> not also like the best decider no. of like exactly because you yeah. have a yeah. lot J-Attack will rock up and just like smoke everyone yeah. you know what yeah. I mean so yeah. So then, yeah, that's why I was like, okay, I want to do, like, I want to create this opportunity for the next gen. And my issue, like, my belief was that the next gen isn't that good or not as good as they could be because they don't have the confidence. Yep. Right. That's something yeah. that and I truly believe. you need the gems in order to... comes with experience. Yes. Yeah. And what yeah. Rap Dance gave us was because as, like, a 14-year-old battling, I was battling other 14-year-olds and, like, I could actually have a chance of winning the competition. Rather than versing, like, a 20-something-year-old yeah. that had been breaking for 10 years and you're just, like... It's, like... And it's, like, oh, I'm breaking straight anymore. away. Yeah. 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 And it's, like, all you think about is, I want to make a pass prelim. Yeah. I think like if that is the only thing that you think in your mind that jams, like you're not really going to go that far. And you're, and almost you're not never making yourself. Yeah. You're just going to be stressed. Yeah. 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 So I just wanted to create a space where people could say, I think I can fucking win this competition. Mad. And that's what it was. That's nice. what, that's the essence so of rap dance. So give us the lowdown of the recent rap dance. Yeah. So. <sighs> fuck. <laughs> was it good? That's. Oh, it was amazing. It was okay. amazing. It was okay. like, an, like a dream jam to throw. Obviously, for what it means to me. So, Rap Dance 1 was the first jam I've ever won in my life. Mm. And so, it has a special place in my heart. Mad. And circle. <clears throat> yeah. Full circle, always. Circle. So, then ha taking the ownership of Rap Dance was like, not just like, because I wanted to throw a jam. It's like, yeah. the, I, if I do it, it has to be done like fucking correctly. Yeah. And another issue that I, I saw was like, event marketing is like kind of chat. Yeah, yeah. Like, I let's agree. just fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Instagram Man, story. Everybody got to step your game up. Yeah. Step your game up. We are professionals. Exactly. And that's what BJ really offered for us was like he elevated our production and same as Miguel. Mm. Like getting them on board with like the idea, um, the concept ideas for me and also the production work by Lawrence. So, that, so I just want to say the team was like myself, Benji, Miguel and Lawrence. Like we were the kind of main people that were spearheading uh, rap dance. And we just put all of our effort together to create this. And yeah, it was a success. Yeah, yeah. It, was a success. it was awesome to have like a team of people who did different things. 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then that way, and I think that's something that, you know, in future, if anyone wants to throw a gem, it's like assemble a team of like-minded people that want to do the same thing. And you can Be, delegate roles. You delegate roles. Like, you don't have to do everything. No. There's no way that Gerard would have thrown that whole comp as well as he did on his own. Yeah. Um, and there's no way that I could have created the things that I created to promote that gem without the boys as well. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like, you know, many hands make light work, right? Mm -hmm. Like, the more that we can collaborate together and like really boost each other up, the better the scene is going to grow. Yeah. You know, what were we were saying earlier? Other things. If someone in the scene wins, we, we both win. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We all win. We all, <coughs> we all, we all win. win. So yeah. You know, like fucking breaking came from such a toxic place. Like, mm -hmm. like when you're coming up and everybody goes through this phase, right? Like you're coming up and you're just like, man, I want to smoke that guy. Mm. I'll smoke that guy. I can't wait till I smoke that guy. Like I rock up to the jam. I'm here to represent like I eat it up, you know? And then yeah. obviously as you like you. mature and you're breaking and you mature and just like your life experience, you realize that that kind of behavior, it's not healthy. It doesn't help anybody. Yeah. It just brings well, everybody down. Right. Yeah. But it's also in inherently like unavoidable. Now, you know, because breaking came from such a place of turmoil, like violence and like you said, drug culture, gang culture, there is like an inherent underlying, like, you know, there's a path there that you can easily slip into, which is aggression on, on the floor and in the dance floor, in the art form. It's, it's a competitive. It's competitive. Like, You're versing somebody else. competition is called a battle, right? Yeah. Like, it's like you, it's not it's a form of fighting you don't fight each other but it's like okay you bring what you got to the table i bring what i got to the table we roll the dice who's got a better round exactly you know? it's if you go back as far back as you can and just research breakdancing is always about you said breakdancing breaking whoa controversy <laughs> If you don't know, uh, we'll tell on, you about it another time. Catch us on episode three. <laughs> breaking. <laughs> breaking. So breaking, <laughs> if you go as far back as you can, it's always, this is what I have. This is what you, you're putting in front of me. I think I'm better than you. And this is how we removed ourselves from gang culture, right? Yeah. And as funny as it sounds, it's like, oh, you got, you got, an argument let's dance it out yeah. as yeah. funny as it sounds it works, man. exactly it works and like it's evolved so much and it's like this competitiveness this rivalry but there's also a respect to it right like mm. every battle you go to unless like unless there's something going on behind the scenes and you got some extra beef with some person a lot of the time it's like you battle win or lose you always shake hands you always shake hands. Yeah. You You're always like, to. respect each other. You yeah. should. You should. Otherwise, you should. it may evolve into like a call-out battle. We can talk about that to another time. And you still beef it out on the floor. Yeah. In worst case scenarios, it gets physical. But it happens But that's like last rarely. case, you know. And, and that's always... You try and do everything you can to not get there. Because we all it's know... It's a big no-no. Yeah. If yeah. you don't know, like physical touch in dance battles is not a thing. Rule number one, no yeah. touching. No always, touching. always. But again, yeah, I guess a nice way to summarize it is turning negativity into positivity. Yeah. Yeah. That but is see, what the essence of what we do. It's yeah. at the essence of what we do. Exactly. And when you do that, inherently, rivalries come about because it's like, okay, you know, I'm frustrated that I lost. I'm not going to go and beat you up. That's quite immature. So I'm going to train. I'm going to go hard 
in the lab and I'm going to come back harder for the next time mm. that I see this person in a, in a jam, in a battle, in a cipher. And That's this is kind of what I want to talk mm. about because That's we beautiful. have two very experienced uh, b-boys right here on the couches and they've had their fair share of rivalries. So I guess we'll go, we'll throw over to Gerard first and we'll just mm -hmm. see, you know, what what is your mindset towards rivalries and have you had any that you kind of dwell on, not dwell on? Mm. And yeah, just run for us. I would say for maybe the first nine years of my breaking career, I thought a lot about rivalries. Mm. And, you know, I use that as a, especially in the beginning, I use that as a motivation to get better. Mm. Like I need to beat this guy, you know, I think, and it usually came from a place of admiration, to be honest. Mm. Like, I think this guy's really good. Yeah. And I want to be better than them. Yeah. It wasn't like, fuck this guy. Yeah. No? I'm, I'm, I'm not, actually yeah. quite similar. Wouldn't really say that I felt that about anyone. Um, but then I, I would say now, um, especially after a lot of international travel, like, I just, it kind of feels dumb in a way. Like to... That's, that's like know. the negative part of the kid space, right? Mm. Like yeah. the kid mentality. Yeah, exactly. No, no, exactly right though. Like, you know, if I was to beef or to perpetuate someone else's beef within myself, when I know and I've experienced like what it's like just getting fucking wrecked overseas, yeah. it's like, what? Like, well, I'm trying to go there. Yeah. I'm trying to go there. I'm not trying to like do this, what's over, what, do this little thing that's over here. It's so true yeah. though. You, you do see B-boys that, uh, and B-girls that end up traveling and they come back and they come back different. That's just traveling in general though. In but general, if we, if, we, yeah. if we just talk about dancing and battling and competing overseas, everyone comes back different once they've realized that you're actually like a very small fish in a large ocean yeah. and there are always bigger fish than you and there are always many, many fish that are also the same level as you. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's crazy. actually a bigger part of the culture that people don't realize. Like travel is actually a big part of breaking culture mm. because so many different countries have different stories different backgrounds different styles develop and so part of it part of the journey as a breaker is to go and experience that and to have these conversations with these these different people and to sort of peel back the layers of yourself and figure out for yourself like what it is and who you are right for your mm. breaking 100 percent. and man. the cool thing about it is like you don't have to speak the same language but through breaking you do and you're like oh like yo i i seen you did like a tech like that or like an air chair like that i've got something that's similar so you build these conversations and that's how you get to know people i've made so many friends while traveling when you start to say like oh i'm a b-boy yeah. and then you actually even at a gem they don't like you said they don't speak not everyone speaks english but you find a way to communicate with movement and i think that is one of the most special things about dance as a whole or breaking because i feel like people love to do that and i've seen like really long friendships be created through through the dance through the art form and i've also seen relationships also cre be created as well mm. which i think is crazy because if you can't communicate by language it's uh, that's quite hard and to fall in love with someone and then do it together while partaking in dance i think that's crazy yeah 100 percent um, I guess like circling back to like the whole rivalry thing yeah. though, like that's just my take on rivalries, especially in Australia. And I think like what that ultimately comes down to is something like Ty said, where like you're peeling back the layers of yourself. Mm. And I truly believe like my only rival is me. Mm. That's like what I, that's, th that's the only person I'm trying to battle at comps, to I'm be honest. staring at the man in the mirror. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do we shout out MJ? 
Is that a thing? Should we not? No, but that's <laughs> that's like like the only person that I fucking get angry at in breaking is me. Yeah. You told me honest. that the yeah, other day. At the end of the day, like a lot of the time, like when people are frustrated with their breaking, it's more because of their personal performance. Yeah, like, and and honestly, and even when some people when people are frustrated at others, it comes down to you being frustrated about yourself. Yeah. To be honest, mm, so, so if true. you wanna if you wanna you know sort that out with someone else, maybe look inside first. Yeah, see if this <laughs> go get that therapy. Go straight out. In go saying get that, that and I very much agree. Mm. You know. Yeah, you guys want that, that heat though. But I personally, this is me personally, yeah. right? I think that friction in the scene that's done in the right way also creates growth straight yeah. up you yeah. know because yeah. if everyone is you know holding hands and not competing against each other you will never have a level where you're just going to say like you know what no nah, i want to get better to beat something someone yeah. and if no one is testing you then you'll never want to test yourself yeah, right you just get comfortable so then you kind of lose that what you were saying was like you you're only battling yourself but mm. if you never see anything else other than... So that's kind of what I want to ask. And I'll throw this to Ty. Like, w- with with rivalry, are you into it? Do you, do, you, do you have some? And when... Or when you do get into a rivalry, like, how do you... That's probably a better question. When you do get into a rivalry, how do you progress through that? How do you m- let it grow or squash? Um, I think it's natural and and like what you said in terms of like friction and healthy competition right like especially when you sort of respect um what it is and not necessarily take it personal and it's like me this me and this guy like this is what's been going on and you know but if you think about like okay sweet like this jam's coming up like i gotta prepare myself I know I might verse this person. I might verse this person. I might verse with this person. So how can I better prepare myself so that if they do something like this, do I have something to respond or do I stay in my lane or do you know what I mean? Like it's more about like, I guess, um, I don't want to quote like Art of War. Um, do you know that book? Yeah. Mm. But it's like, um, what's that quote? It's about like, your enemy is like your best friend or something like that. Mm, you know that like one? that, yeah. And and you you do that so that you can understand, right? Like, what do I need to do to cover myself in terms of my weaknesses, yeah. so that I can just get through to right. the next round. Um, and I think, yeah, it's always about like it's always about ourselves and figuring it, that out for each other. And it's always nice because I remember like. Breaking Borders was notorious for calling out people. Like, yeah. That's how we made a big name for ourselves. Um, and every international that came, we would call them out straight away. But it was never about them. Like mm. every every battle, it was like, okay, like this guy looks like really tough. Like he looks really like, I respect the dude. Like I want to like test myself. Like what have I got? Like can I hold my own? Or is he going to like, is he going to smoke me? Like, He's going to show me what I'm good at and what I'm weak at and what I need to go home and practice on. Right. Right. And I would say that's probably more in terms of like rivalry and I take it from like a self-development type of point of view. Yeah. I that's like great. that. Maybe I'm just on a more, I haven't achieved that yet. I haven't got there yet because mm. it's, it's an opinion which more experienced b-boys share, I find. Mm. Um, 
I love the culture. I love the dance, but I, I, I'm, I'll be the first to say it. Like in terms of like battling, the experience is not all there, which is maybe why like I don't see it that way. And I kind of enjoy seeing rivalries. Like I like as a spectator, I enjoy watching it. Um, but yeah, there, there is there is always going to be that though because mm. yeah. it's natural. Yeah. Like I can say that I don't. Like I don't, I don't hold any rivalries outside of outside of the actual battle itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But when yeah, I'm standing, different, like you respect each other in conversation, mm-hmm. right? And like in this type of situation, mm-hmm. but then it's like when it's on the floor, it's like okay, like it's go time. Do you know what I exactly. mean? Like it's me or nothing. Yeah. Exactly. Like if I'm standing, it's like you know, across from you, and we're battling. I'm not thinking like I just want to battle myself. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, what I mean? I'm not. I'm gonna fucking smoke this yeah, guy. Yeah, right exactly. Now. Yeah. And and I get that in the mm. cipher, and I feel like that's why I live more in the ciphers because I I love the fact that in the cipher that everyone's just you know ciphering, chilling, doing their thing. Some people going hard, mm. and all of a sudden like you might get a little too close to someone, mm. and then they're like, bam, battle me right mm. now, and mm. it's like, oh shit, and it, it just progresses like that. And I think those rivalries are also great too. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the quick ones they mm-hmm. don't have to last and no. that, that's not when I say like and I at love the end rivalries of the day, like we remember like it's never personal yeah. Yeah. some people get caught up in like yeah. the bullshit and the politics about it but man yeah. like it's not personal it's, not. Yeah. Like, it's all part it of the game cha- it doesn't change your life you yeah. win you lose it doesn't change your life it's a lesson you take it on board you go back to practice maybe you go to therapy you come back <laughs> just yeah. take it's not the that L deep. sometimes yeah, it's, <laughs> just not, it's take not that deep does does anyone want to name drop some rivalries though i really enjoyed i really enjoyed the tie and um jay rivalry at one point it was it was short it was mm. short lived but it was tense i think um, and because I had just come back from overseas, so yeah, I was away yeah. from. There was one battle I remember. The, was it the uni one underground? And then it turned it into like a Breaking Borders versus, and it'll be like crew battle. And the the jam hadn't even. Su- we were we were chatting. Yeah, yeah well, we, I don't we were chatting. Remember that one. <laughs> it was so. It doesn't funny. even remember. Man. That's cold. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, James. Nah, cold. The, one that, the one that comes to mind was a Ryugi. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a one-on-one battle, and I can't remember who the judges were. I wasn't quite sure. Like, judge's decision, whatever they decide, that's how that that's just the turnout. Yeah. And then I remember Jay said something like, like robbery or bullshit or whatever, <laughs> something. Classic Jay. We'll bro. find the clip. We'll find the clip. We can add it. If Jay's okay with it, it's all good. Yeah. Like, I love the guy now. Jay like, hectic. we cool. Um, and I remember like straight after, and I was like, bro, if you if you're upset about it, like, let's go. And we Ooh. went straight to the cipher and we did rounds. Damn, huge. How many? Uh, I don't know. Until someone guessed. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's fucking mad. That's mad. Your rivalry. Have you had anywhere notable rivalries that you're willing to let let know? Yeah, I'll say like I'd say a current one is honestly like tying myself. To be mm. honest, that's Ooh. something that I feel. Um, I would say like we just face off pretty often. Yeah. You know? Now we do. Yeah. Yeah. I and think. I, yeah. Mean, I think that's because you both are at very similar levels, so you get to the same round, like mm. round stages of. We comps. end up meeting each other, so mm. it's inevitable for you guys to clash. Yeah. And I think those are the best rivalries, the ones that you're not yeah. really like trying to attack each other, but you just end up versus. Yeah. You're like you know you look at the bracket and you're like, oh, I that I want that person to battle that person. Like everyone feels yeah. like that, you know. Yeah. I, yeah. So which battle against Ty where you just kind of did you find was like the m- most intense or most fun you know because in, intense battles can be fun as well we've mm-hmm. only battled twice right one on one yeah 
Yes, but I think in crew settings, we get matched up as well. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Right? Would you yeah, say yeah, so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I agree. So I would also add that into like the rivalry yeah. as well. Yeah, I'd say totally. one that I really enjoyed was the 2v2 ABA. It was Tango and I versus you and Chico. Oh. Yeah. I thought that one was that's, like... That's, 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 that's a that, yeah, that just sounds like a good battle. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, that was a good battle. Yeah, that one was pretty heated. And like it really came down to like little things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, a slip yeah. up or like... And that's a, what happens mm -hmm. like when you get... Not saying like we're experts, right? Like, but when you get into like the higher brackets of level of breaking, it's very much like it's nitpicking. Like who did something wrong? Who made a slip up? Who like wasn't quite as clean or whatever? That's yeah. It's really small margins. It's actually really hard to judge. Yeah. And I think that's the craziest thing again about breaking is that you really need to look at these subtle high level breaking and high level battles. You got to look at the subtleties of the movement um wow, and, that's and a that's a good moment because mm. that's i think that one probably set a lot of future like we would match up like you and chico mm. would verse a lot yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. then we would that's a fatality yeah. quite mm. often and then recently we've versed quite often yeah i'd say that breaking borders fatality thing has existed for a long time though yeah. in my mm. opinion i think like for me there was always a little bit of rivalry there like when I think about crews, like let's say before jams and it's like, oh, who are we going to verse or who's going to be the best battle? In my mind, it's always like, oh, Breaking Borders is like someone that like, mm. it's a crew that we have to bring it for. Because well, I feel like it's always right? like back and forth. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you guys yeah. will take one then we'll take one then you guys will take yeah, like, I will yeah. feel like it's been like that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. So that yeah. one to me is de a definite like rivalry in yeah. the scene, you know? Again, that's that's what I live for yeah. in the scene. I love but healthy, shit, right? Like, I think we have a, a very mutual respect and we come to an agreement of like, you win, I win. Like, it, we just get better. Yeah, and it's important I mean? to see that. It's important for the next gen to see that mm. as well. And, to, and I think that's why uh, moving into an older gen of breaking that we all kind of are heading into, it's like we have to show that example that you can have a rivalry, you can have a heated exchange, and that it can last for a while can be crew it can be one-on-one -on -one. but at the end of the day it's all love and then that like a, a next gen will see that and they will start the next flotality they will mm, start because yeah. imagine if we went to jams and it was you know rivalries and then fist got thrown like it had turned people mm. away so much oh yeah it's ugly yeah. Like, yeah nobody likes that i do feel like the younger generation is like getting better yeah. Yeah. yeah and i yeah, think it's coming. fucking because of us like, oh, like legit yeah. like because we're setting a good example of like battles yeah so we really battle yeah. each other like yeah. our generation like you know there was a period where breaking was fucked yeah it died and you know like if you think about the past right skb juice yeah, yeah. that that was yeah. a rivalry but that was like 10 20 years yeah. ago do you yeah. know what i mean and then there was a bit of gap and now like we happen yeah. to be those people yeah and then it's exactly. going to be a new you know yeah. like new gen two up-and-coming crews yeah. that are going to hold that and i think the best thing about that as well is like when breaking is healthy it brings the whole country including new zealand together because then eventually we start having crews crossing crossing the waters uh jumping on a plane from perth which we're all starting to see yep. melbourne um but yeah i think when i talk about rivalries and why i love them it's because of that because i think that's what drew me to breaking was watching those heated crew battles and i was like you know like you i wanted to be a part of one of those crews i wanted to do that too yeah. So I guess it's similar to like basketball, right? Like I, I'm not like a super fan of basketball, but then you think of like two 
teams that yeah. always are going to meet in the finals like fuck who's it going to be mm. yeah. you know what I mean and it's almost like the, the rounds before that are just like preparation for like because they know we're going to end up like yeah, matching yeah. up yeah. each other exactly. you know exactly. so like even though we're they're, they're somewhere else the mindset is always like that team is yeah. like you yeah, know yeah. is the one we got to beat man I love that and I think that's a very you know important place to just sit on from here on forward i think we could probably move from there yeah and uh, that's what i was trying to uh, i wanted to kind of move on to our next segment mm-hmm. um i'm chill for time as well by the way guys oh, easy. what about you guys yeah we're chill but yeah. this has been pretty like we're wrapping up now yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. so just to bring it back so yeah. we can cut it heading into our next segment uh talking about battles talking about rivalries and talking about events with gerard this brings us into our next segment where we want to let you guys know about things that are going on locally in Australia and, and the world. So we've put together a list of events that are popping up that we think you should keep an eye out. If you're training, if you're, going, if you're traveling and you're going to be in any of these countries, like go to them just to experience it. Mm. Uh, but yeah, we have quite a few. And I think, I think Ty has, has, has a list. So I reckon let's start local. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's do that. Um, so, local jams that are up and coming. First one that I know of. Maybe you might know of anyone. Yeah, um, jump in if you have any. Yeah. First one that I know of is in June 17th, Battle of the Gods. It's in Brisbane. I'm not Ooh. 100% sure of what the format is. I think it might be one-on-one. And I think you also qualify for an international event for that one. Yeah, Huge. I think so. Um, yeah. And we all know the Queensland team up there they go Bongo, crazy benny gaz they're the ones i think that are hosting this one yeah they go crazy yeah. they're them themselves as b-boys are crazy so any jam that they're gonna throw is gonna be huge too so if you can if you can afford it, if you can get out there i think yeah. everyone should go and e- even before that may 27 we What's have uh street smart oh which is a gold coast battle nice. which is um it has different like crump categories, also categories, but also a full crew breaking battle. True, yeah, 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 that one. yeah, yeah. yeah. How so many? Damn. Like as many as you want. As many as you want. Damn. May twenty seven. Yeah. Gold Coast. Yeah. Street, street smart. Street smart. Street yeah. smart. So you've got May twenty seven. Street smart. You've got June seventeen. Battle of the Gods. Then you've got June twenty four, which is not long from now. You have Hybrid Forms Anniversary. Yeah, twenty years. That's off. a big one. Yep. Four on four crew battles. That's going to be hype. Mm-hmm. I'm super pumped. And if you're one. new here, you have to understand that Hybrid Forms is a crew that has been around for a long time. It was here before we started. Paved the way for a lot of Paved us. Paved the yeah. way for a lot of we've us. We've said SKB, we've said Juice. Hybrid Forms Hybrid has always forms. been in that category as yeah, well, yeah, that generation. Yeah. To put it this way, they were here before the death of breaking in that kind of little era and they survived it and they're, they're here now. They're still here. So yeah. that yeah. is like a huge feat. So that's on uh, June 24th. And then, then the last one, one of the biggest jams man, of the year. Man, everyone gets excited for this also one. an all-star event. Destructive this Steps. Boom. Uh, yeah. um, September yeah. 7 to 10. So that's more like a dance festival. Make sure you block it out. Uh, it's always a lot of fun. You get to, you know, hang out with people who dance your same style, but you also get to mingle with everyone else who dances other styles. And I think I, that is mad. Shout out to DSDA. Shout out to DSDA. Joe One, Ellis. Yep. Yep. They're doing big things. And I think Destructive Steps is one that will be around for a very, very long time. So get on that this year. Uh, That's local. 
Did yeah. you have any more that you want to throw in there? Any mm. sneak sneakies that might Yeah, there's like up? a couple sneakies, yeah. but I don't know if I can say it. No, yeah, no, no. look. Keep it under wraps. Yeah. Look, stay tuned. Off camera. That's Off only camera, a few of many. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, that brings us to the next section. Check your cow. Uh, so now these are just international cons. So if you are traveling and you got the money to and you want to enjoy that and you want to jump into that kind of like pool, like we said earlier, you grow the most when you break and travel overseas. So the first one is July 27 to 30 in Slovakia. You've got Outbreak Europe, which is Ooh. absolutely Ooh. huge. One of my favorite jams Ooh. as well. Yo, yeah. I always get the best clips from there. Mm. So after that, you've got from my father's hometown, where he was born, uh, in Heerland, Netherlands, yeah. August 4 to 6, the notorious IBE. Yeah, that legendary. one. Yeah legendary mm. yeah. i used to watch like the ibe trailer yeah. every single day at school so i had i had like it downloaded on my phone and <laughs> wow. i didn't have much space on my phone but i had that's enough just for had. that video so every day i just watched the ibe trailer that's a bucket yeah. list like yeah. that's a b-boy bucket list yeah that, that was my bucket list yeah, yeah. <laughs> i remember when i went over there i was living in the netherlands and that was like the only thing that i wanted to do is try and find a way to be a part of mm. ibe yeah and i was just like man i have to do it but yeah man that's ibe uh the next one august 11 to 12 in switzerland so these are all kind of you're sitting back, around back to back weekends back yeah. to back yeah. so yeah, yeah. really if you were that good you probably could travel and win all these comps and make a lot of money but or just travel and cipher and get yeah. to know the community all yeah. that too uh that's concrete gem that's yeah. concrete gem out in um lausanne, lausanne switzerland. switzerland seven dollars amjad he's the one that runs that one Ooh, shout out uh, next one, November 20th. So this is later on in the year. Uh, freestyle sessions, always huge, always big. Uh, we'll put all of these in date order because right now I'm not calling them out in date order uh, and you'll find them later. Then you've got the the Red Bull BC1 World Final, October 21. That's in Paris. Mm, Paris. Is it? Mm. Yes, it is. It yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. That's been confirmed. Yep. Yeah, mad, which is also an Olympic... No, 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 the, no, just no, the no. Olympic oh, qualifiers are in Paris, yeah, yeah, so yeah. they're lining up. They're lining yeah. up. Yeah, cool. I don't reckon we do these ones. I reckon we pass them on to EP one. There are many more jams that, <laughs> that are going around uh, the whole world all the time. So uh, just always come back to the next episodes, and we'll have many, many more for you to have a look at. Uh, if if you need, if you want a list right now. You can hit any of us up and we can just send them to you as well. All info will be in the show notes. Ooh, show notes. Oh, he said yep. show notes. He said this is official. Notes. It is. <laughs> this is official. All right. So that is uh, Check Your Cow and Backyard Beats. Um, breaks. Breaks. That is Check Your Cow and Backyard Breaks. <laughs> so I think that was an amazing episode too. Uh, I very much enjoyed chatting with Gerard, yeah. um, diving into your mind and kind of getting your perspective of what it's kind of like being at that um, caliber of breaking, especially in, in Sydney. Um, I would love to do it again. Yeah, same. I thought this was so good, guys. Mm. Like you stepped up the production, obviously. Like it's yeah. fucking crazy. Even like the formatting of the event, of the like interview. I feel like it's really super fun podcast. I think it's, it's, it's going to be good. Yeah. Some people don't know that we've actually done something like this before yeah and maybe we'll release it hey yo 
<laughs> practice makes perfect. Practice makes perfect. Yeah, yeah. Like, you guys have fucking practice. That's yeah. the vibe. Yeah. 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 At the end of the day, this is what we want to do. We want to create a platform for uh, B-Boys in Australia and New Zealand to, to and come. And internationals. And internationals, just to see what's going on. Do you know what I mean? Like, we have our culture here in our country, and we need to share that. And we need to talk about these types of things as hard as they are sometimes with each other so that we can grow, so we can highlight things that we want to change, things that we want to keep the same. And that is inherently what Decipher is all about. We're just throwing out all of our thoughts about our culture into Deciphering Decipher. Deciphering the culture. Deciphering the culture. Yeah. So Gerard, for myself, thank you so much for being on. Thank you for having me. Mm. Shout out to you, bro. Just want to acknowledge you for coming on and like doing your thing, being a leader within the community. Uh, opening space for the new community to come through uh, and being a really, really strong role model. Thank you, guys. Bro. Much respect to all of you. Risk, like, you know, in your own right, you're doing a lot for the community too in different ways. I think it's cool that we are doing it in different ways. Mm. All, But, you know, all with the same goal. We all love breaking. We all love hip-hop. So I think that's really the root of it all. So, you know, shout out to you guys for fucking hanging in there and loving yeah, it yeah. too, you know? Yeah, that's we it. all love this. Let's go. That's what it's about. Yeah. We all love this. We yeah. all love breaking. We all love hip hop. So Peace, unity, love, having love. fun. Yes, yes. Catch us on the next episode. We'll have many more guests for you to enjoy listening to. Peace.